Hey y'all, let's talk about making your week a whole lot easier with Factor. Picture this, gourmet meals, dietitian approved, delivered straight to your door. No fuss, no hassle, just deliciousness waiting for you. Whether you're keto, calorie smart, vegan, or anything in between, Factor has over 35 options a week to choose from. And the best part is they're ready to eat in just minutes. But it's not just meals. Think snacks, smoothies, and all the good stuff in between. Plus, it's budget-friendly, way cheaper than your typical takeout, and way healthier too. Let's just say Factor gets you. It's perfect for our busy lives, offering flexibility with 6 to 18 meals a week. And don't worry, if you need a pause or reschedule, they got you. And let's talk about cleanup. With Factor, there's none. Meals come ready to heat and eat. So say goodbye to cooking and cleaning. So ready to simplify your life? Well, go ahead and head to factormeals.com slash blackgirlflow50 and use our code blackgirlflow50 to get 50% off. That's code blackgirlflow50 at factormeals.com slash blackgirlflow50 to get 50% off. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc welcome to the black girl flow podcast a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old Black girls working every day to be in flow. And we want you along this journey with us. Liv and I are joined this week by the incredible guest, Ash Johns, who is the founder of Ancestral Healing Space and describes herself as a psycho-spiritual life coach, ancestral healer, and conscious business strategist. She describes living her life at the intersection of deep healing, practical strategies for freedom, abundance, and cultural change. Everything we can get behind here at the Black Girl Flow community. She brings with her her experience of 10 plus years in advertising and branding to running an eight-figure women's retreat in Southeast Asia, And that's where Ash realized our greatest reoccurring trauma, both personally and collectively, is how we've been taught to survive in this world. And that the key to surviving and thriving lies in returning to ourselves, our roots, and our spiritual practices. So she joins Liv and I to talk a little bit about what does it mean to be an ancestral healer and how might these spiritual practices be an avenue to achieving flow in our life. So we hope you all enjoy. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast. This is an extremely um, anticipated episode because we are joined by the incredible guest, Ash Johns. And this episode, y'all, just in the conversation we've been having before, I just know it's going to be a good one. So yeah, everyone knows I get geeked when we have guests. So I hope everybody is just bringing in a little bit of that anticipatory energy of like, ooh, what is in store? What could they be so excited about? Especially as we're coming to a close in May. And I feel like that's the same energy we hold when we're like, ooh, what's this summer going to bring? So I'm just leaning full force into that kind of giddy kid. It's summertime, even though I got adult responsibilities over this summertime. So Ash, thank you just so much for joining us for this conversation. Mm, thank you both for having me. It's, it feels like a long time coming, but like totally on time. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Everything in its due time. Couldn't agree more. And so, Ash, we just have to intro you in the way that we always do for the Black Girl Flow community, which is before we dive into the ooey gooey conversation, just do a quick pulse check of how you're entering into the space. This could be just the vibes, the energy, how you're mentally, physically doing. Um, Liv, I'll kick it off to you. And then you want to pass it to Ash, and then I'll close this out. Yeah, of course. So, my pulse check. I am really excited because I will be traveling to Atlanta, my hometown, within the next couple of weeks or actually days um, to celebrate family. My brother's finally having his graduation ceremony. So it'll be really nice being back home, being able to celebrate family. I love a good, you know, quality time, like good quality time with my family. So I'm really excited about that. Other than that, I'm still trudging through the artist way by Julia Cameron. And that's been such a dope book and resource creatives. You have to check it out because I'm just still learning a lot about my shadow creative. I'm learning a lot about my future creative, like what I really envision for myself. And I feel like I've never felt more confident. So May, I'm manifesting that there will be really good news, really great energy for everyone. I had similar feelings with April. I feel like the summer is going to be great. So yeah, that's just how I'm feeling. Super high energy, very aligned and calm. Ash, how are you feeling today? Mm. Well, now I feel like how you're feeling. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely still integrating, um, that's just transformational shedding another round of rebirth energy that we've all been moving through with the eclipse energy that we just had moving from April into May. And so I see a lot of, um, dissolving and resolution and like sprouts and new opportunity and, courageous, compassionate moves in every aspect of my life and my personal relationships and my abundance and wealth relationships and my home relationship and my business, my relationship with my business and services. And so there's this feeling of like anticipatory, like you want to hurry up, but you can't yet. It's not quite time to push in birth, but you feel that rumbling and like, it's finally starting to come alive. And it's been, um, it's been quite a journey. So I'm going to trust that process and kind of ride the waves, but yes. And and I will share that I used the language before 
we open of feeling rooted and expanded, expanding at the same time. And so I am here recording this episode in like my second staycation location because I'm all about <laughs> moving to environments that support um, my becoming. So that's what's happening for me. I just want a big cup of what both of y'all are drinking <laughs> from just the the confidence that Liv is exuding to that that anticipatory energy that you're feeling, Ash. I similarly feel very grounded and grounded and aligned with a release of what is to come next. Like I have no clarity in my life that I did five months ago where I was like very nervous and like anxious about what was next. I still don't know what's next, but I feel really good. Like I feel really, really good. And um, like many of you all know, I'm in, in Texas right now helping out my family while my parents um, are away. And it's, it's really a gift to them in a lot of ways um, to my sister has special needs. And I'm helping assist with that. And my mom has this beautiful garden in her backyard that she's been curating. And it is a culmination of just everything, all of her desires that she's hoped and, and kind of a gift back for all the sacrifice she's given our family. So tending to her garden and her daughter is like the biggest privilege. And I was in her garden yesterday, cleaning up all the weeds and I couldn't have had a better attitude about it. I was like, this is so much fun. I was like, as a child, I would be kicking and screaming, but getting to tend to another woman's garden as an act of love I was elated and I was like, I am just going to ride this to the, to the bank and cash out. Cause this is good for the soul. And that's just the energy I'm coming in right now. Really grateful and feeling very grounded and rested. And I have not felt like this folks in a long time. So I'm just feeling very peaceful and I worked hard for that. <laughs> So I think we're just all, we're thriving ladies. <laughs> Lexi's getting her groove back. You know, like Stella got her groove back that movie. Like that's what, that's the theme. That's the theme. I love that for all of us. I totally vibed with like the feeling of um, a rite of passage. Like what an initiation, like woman to woman, like mm -hmm. mother to elder daughter, mm -hmm. like yum. Wow. Beautiful. Right. And I feel like if we don't slow down, sometimes we miss that opportunity. And, you know, it's always interesting because people, and I think we'll get into this in the conversation too, Ash, of like, people don't always have to be physically there for us to get those lessons and that support. And I think that's why I'm so excited for this conversation. So I know Liv is really going to kind of ground us into that space. So I'll pass it to her for that. Yes. I'm so excited for us to jump into this conversation, Ash, because very rarely do we get the opportunity to talk to other Black women in the spiritual healing space. And, you know, when I heard that you used to work in advertising, I was like, oh my gosh, that's me right now. Like I'm in advertising. And I feel like your journey is just really unique and beautiful. And so for those that have no idea what ancestral healing is and your journey into getting into this work, would you mind just breaking it down for our listeners? Yeah. And let me break it down. Oh my God, this is so exciting. But like, let me break it down on two levels. Okay. So I'm going to just say that so our minds can wrap around where I'm going to take us. So level one is ancestral healing is anything that is going to bring you into remembrance, connection, appreciation, 
um, yeah, like reverence for where you come from, right? And who you are. And you can do that many different ways from traveling to lands and researching and doing family trees or um, spending time together or doing family therapy or cooking foods or music, like all these different things. So they can be very healing to our roots and who we come from. And then, and, and also in other spiritual ways, right? Like it can also be speaking with someone who has that kind of gift or even any other spiritual practices and you get a message that comes through from your folks. And, and we'll even add in the sciences, DNA, you know, checking where your genes are doing and where your mitochondrial DNA is located in the planet. Like all of that can be healing for your lineage and for your life, right? Ancestral healing. However, level two, what I do is teach us, particularly black women, but women and women from all over the world, because I work with everyone, but particularly us, because it's a very interesting journey, is I show and teach us and guide us into having a relationship with our ancestors directly, not through a medium, not through a guide, not through a teacher, not through, you know, items or tarot cards and all these things. Like it's your birthright to be able to connect with your people. And furthermore, to heal reoccurring patterns that are creating generational experiences that manifest into different things in your life with your ancestors, right? Because everything we have learned, everything we've been taught comes from our parents, which came from their parents, which came from their parents, which came, which came, which came. And those experiences from people who came before us created this culture. And so here we are often on this pursuit of freedom and self-actualization and knowing who we are and crafting the lives that we want and soft woman life and all these things. And we're wondering why it's so hard to trust or be vulnerable and open up. But these are patterns of survival that is energetically around us. It's in our cellular DNA, it's in our psyche, and it's in our culture. So the way to do a full holistic healing and becoming to truly step into your authority as a generational pattern breaker, as a creational empowered woman, as a woman on the front line in modernity and really capable of doing anything that we want, we have to go back to our roots. We have to reconcile. And then we have to step into existing and owning and embodying our true and full nature. So that's my long version, number two, of doing spiritual healing through ancestral healing or spiritual practice of ancestral healing for personal freedom. That is absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. I mean, I have so many questions. Like, was this something that you discovered from a young age, like when you were a child that you just had this gift or was this something that you cultivated over time? Yeah, this is one of my favorite and also most loathe questions, right? <laughs> because the truth is, it doesn't matter what we do in our lives and what our occupations or businesses are, all of it is adding up, right? It's never one moment or like people are like, what's your breakthrough? Like, what's the moment that you developed this? And I'm like, mm. my whole life did and my past lives and who my people are, you know? But it was a culmination of a couple things. One, I've always been very sensitive spiritually. Like I grew up in a black church, like speaking in tongues, you know, seeing the Holy Ghost, like all these things. And so I was very aware of spirit and the power of God and how energy moves and entities and things like that. 
um, and gifted in that way. You know, I, my mom would say, you'd always be talking in your sleep or making up languages, or I would wake up and tell her dreams and messages and they were accurate. They were about family members. They were about what was coming up. So there is an aspect of my spirituality that's innate to me. It's, it's inherited from my soul. But then it was through my searching because I like pushed all of my spirituality away as most of us do in our teens and 20s. And mm -hmm. as you were saying, Liv, I'm working in New York City at an ad agency and I was really exploring how the mind works and how hypnotherapy and psychosis and all these different neuroses and psychological understandings and behaviors um, informs how we do advertising and marketing. And I had a creative director who pulled me aside had no idea that I was studying metaphysics and curious about spirituality and was on a path of reclaiming that. And he pulled me aside and he's like, you're so gifted. Like, do you want to remember who you are? And I was like, I'm in the boardroom, <laughs> like a major ad agency in New York city. And I was like, well, yeah, but my energy was already, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he became one of my teachers and later on, fast forward, it took me all over the world, working with different shamans and elders and teachers everywhere. I've worked with multiple people. And so it's all these things that have created ancestral healing and understanding that our lives are more than just our own. We are repeating patterns. We are connected to others. And there's a lot of blessings and wisdom that wants to be remembered and lived through our lives. Ash, I think you're in the walls of Olivia and I's house because you are like situated perfectly in between the two of us in the sense of if you would have heard our conversation before you jumped on, Liv was saying exactly that. She's like, I just feel like I'm called to walk with the shamans and like, and have had a front row seat of her love for people and behavior and patterns and psychology. And then I deeply resonate with your idea of it wasn't just this one breakthrough or destination it was this culmination and journey and you can very clearly when you zoom out see every part of what was being poured into you and where you're gifting when you know when we're our purest most innocent self as youth we're we're being taught that you know there's no barriers for us living in that purpose and then we you know are socialized and in these cultures that teach us or send us messages about ourselves that like Liv and I have always talked about on the podcast that might not always be true or fit for us. And I, I love how you're able to talk about the parallels of navigating those spaces and then still being called back to, you know, that purpose. And I love that because it was a reminder to me that it really is about the journey and the process the destination comes after that, like that, the, you, you won't even be able, it won't even hit like it used to when you finally get to the like, oh, okay, I was always supposed to be doing this. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so much of that really deeply resonates with, I think, how Liv and I have created this space and how we look at each other and we're like, we don't know how we got here, but we know we're doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing. So Liv, I don't know about you, but all of that was like, yeah. <laughs> No, absolutely. And it's like, if someone were to tell you maybe like two years into your advertising career that you were going to leave that industry and that you're going to become your own coach, and you're going to help women all over the world to connect to their ancestors of all people. You would have been like, excuse what? me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Huh? exactly. Like, I mean, I'll tell you Liv too. And, and everyone listening, <laughs> I always love to 
I imagine you guys are all sitting in the room with us too, even though we're all virtual, right? Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, no, not at all. I mean, it wasn't my mother who was just in town. Actually, it's just funny. She's like, no, this all makes sense, you know? But for a long time, I was operating in a way that was like business strategists, like conscious business strategists and working with conscious entrepreneurs and spiritual entrepreneurs or wellness entrepreneurs, because I wasn't ready to come out and say the work that we were really doing, but then everyone would tell people and refer me and say, it's not business. Like it was healing. And it was, it was about healing. It was beyond childhood. Like the stuff that was stopping me in business or making me, you know, noncommittal in my relationships or, you know, having issues with the same relationships with women, it was deeper than that. And that realization was life-changing for so many people to the point that I stopped doing leading with business and was like, it's about the ancestral healing work. And from there you can birth anything that you want. So yeah, no, you could have never told me, but at the same time, I always spoke to people. Everyone would always be like, I don't know what it is about you, but I can tell you everything. And you get right into the core. And then I would be like, all right, so now I'm going to teach you how to do this because, you know, I'm not going to always be in your life or around. But there's two pieces I want to kind of touch back to what you were saying, Lexi, because they're really important. And that is that ancestral healing is ultimately exactly what you described. It is about healing and deconditioning from a whole lineage perspective. Like that's literally what I call it, the method, because um, it brings you back into the full power of who you are. It allows us to honor and appreciate our family members and our lineage and where we come from and no longer be like in this space of victimhood of what our families have gone through or who we were as children or what has happened to us and really see the creational power that we have. And so sometimes people are like, oh, I'm coming to my ancestors to give me an answer. And I'm like, no, we're going to the ancestors for us to alleviate, for us to clear, to have them support you, but you've got the power. And so I, I just really want people to understand that, that this is a modality that supports you be you, like you are the leader of your lineage and you get to have the impact that you want. And second to that is I noticed that there's two kinds of people who are drawn to this work. And I want to highlight this because you referring to my career and now where I'm at and like also working with shamans, there's, there's a thing here. And that is that we'll go on this spiritual pilgrimage and work with the shamans and live off the land and like do all this cool ashram stuff or whatever you do, whether in villages in Africa or in South America, wherever you go. And there is a spiritual experience, but I find that those of us, when we dip super deep into our spirituality, sometimes we have a hard time bringing that into embodiment into our regular life. So we leave the corporate and leave the jobs, right? We're like, girl, I'm getting out there. Forget that. And I dropped the boyfriend, you know what I mean? Like, and then we go off and we do it. And then we come back and we're like, all right, so I have this experience, but like the world still is the same. The systems are still systeming, right? And I'm trying to figure out what to do. And then on the other hand, everyone goes deep in this like psychological, like what's the structure and what's the behavior change. And I'm going to lean on my strategy and accountability and all of that typical birth personal development work. And yet are disconnected from the spiritual aspect of it, that you can do all this work. And yet the deeper wounds are so embedded. You can't, they're unconscious to you, even though they're consciously playing out very physically in your life. And so this work is the perfect overlap of that. Like there's a psychological aspect, there's a spiritual aspect, and there's a physical body or material birthing that occurs as a result. I so appreciate that 
yeah, wow, I second that live <laughs> because that is the thing that cuts through a lot. I think of the stereotypes around taking on this work and these practices, you know, because Liv and I, you know, we're often reflecting on there's so many tools, there's so many modalities to get us to, you know, I'm very clear that my goal is not just healing, it's liberation. All right. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's truly free from, free from the shackles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the journey of defining what those are and then visioning beyond that. And there are all these tools. And I think sometimes we, since we have been conditioned in so many of these systems, overlay those misconceptions on those tools. And then we tend to misuse those tools and then get frustrated in the healing process because it's like, darn it, it's not working. Like I'm doing it. I'm, I'm meditating. I'm saying the affirmations. I'm, I wrote down the manifestations, the, af, you know, all of those. And my life is still hard. It's still all these things. And, you know, we're talking around the nuance of this experience. Even you said the uniqueness for particularly black people in this, because there's a history of the diaspora and the disconnect from, you know, our ancestors in a lot of ways. And there's this idea that like, actually they are always and will always be with you. So, you know, how do you, what are, what are kind of those common misconceptions or barriers or mindsets do you think that keep people away from seeing this as a tool to take on the journey and, and see it as an integrated lifestyle rather than a one-off I'm going to try the ancestral healing. If it's not working, I'm going to jump to the next. <laughs> We're just like, <laughs> you got to walk it first. Like walk the path a little bit. Okay. Don't just put the shoes on if they don't fit. Okay. <laughs> live, a little bit. live it a little bit. Well, I think that's why I love this so much because even beyond a lifestyle, it restores the subtlety of our deepest knowing as it relates to this experience, the spiritual experience of a human. Right. And so, for example, let me let me bring that into context for us for a second. I've had clients who, again, they came with the energy of I'm going to do this, like I'm going to set up an ancestor altar. I'm going to talk to them. We're going to heal this wound and I'm going to be free. You know what I mean? And I was like, well, it's a little bit more of a practice. Like they're going to reveal some things. And like, I'll never forget this one client who she was also a psychologist. It was interesting. I ended up working with a lot of business people and a lot of psychologists, like even PhD folks. So don't be thinking this isn't for you. <laughs> Um, but like, she was really approaching this from her like type a brain of like, I'm going to do this and I need to understand it. And what are the mechanisms and what's like this executive, like functioning type thing. And her ancestors kept being elusive and like very soft with her. And she was being very frustrated because she wanted to control it to feel safe. So what they were doing through practice was one resensitizing her energy and her body to spirit, making her slow down and become present making her open up her vulnerability and trust and have faith again. And then they came more stronger over time. And so I almost thought she was going to cancel the contract because she was just like, this isn't what I thought. And I thought I was going to call the ancestors and they were going to slay all the white people and handle my clients and the job and the con. And I was like, or they're helping you heal that. So no matter what happens, you know how to maneuver this world. Otherwise, we're going to keep being infiltrated into the energetic shackles of this cultural paradigm instead of overcoming it and moving forward. And that's a big differentiation for anyone who is of dig indigenous, blackness, brownness, brownness, right? Of this world, because if we don't ever transmute and dissolve and return to our original energetic state, we're never gonna experience true liberation. 
It's not about calling on the ancestors for wrath and reparations, which we all want these reparations part. I don't really care about wrath. Everyone's going to get what they need to get and how they need to get it. That's not my concern. But the true freedom, the true wherever I go, my people are with me and I am beyond this. I am the first in my family to be able to walk in this vibration of wholeness is what makes me drive this work. And that's like the pillar of like purpose that's in this work, in my opinion. So I went a little bit out there with that, but yeah. That is so cool. And I just love talking to you because it's so dope to see your purpose fulfilled with helping so many people across the world with your own natural gifts. And I just love this idea that you give people the tools and the resources and they can use it over time. It's not like a life long contract with you. It's like, I'm literally just helping you guide you back to who you already know that you are and giving you the resources to connect energetically with your ancestors. And to that piece with your, with your one client, do you feel like it takes time for your ancestors to build trust with you if you haven't had a relationship with them before? Or does it kind of depend on the person? Like, is it this kind of idea that when we connect with our ancestors, they're usually there waiting for us with open arms? Or is it kind of like, girl, you haven't you haven't even been trying to contact me, girl. Like, who are you then? Right, exactly. Who are you? Like, you think I'm gonna just give you the answers that quickly? Like, how how do you, in your experience, does that usually play out? Or is it just like different all across the board? Such a good question. It's different across the board, but it's normal because everyone asks me, is this normal? <laughs> it's normal to experience both of those experiences or those those um, scenarios of like, you you connect with them and they come in and they're like, Hey, we're party over here. Party over there. She's finally here. Like, Oh my God, we've been waiting for you. Like that's a very common experience. And it every time it makes me cry because the person starts crying of seeing how loved and how much they've, their arrival has been anticipated and how it truly has been laid on your heart. Like you were the blessed one to come and to reclaim this level of relationship. Right. So that can happen. And then, yeah, sometimes you come through and the ancestors are like, mm, what, are, what are you, what are you doing? But what I will say is oftentimes, and I'll even describe my experience as a guide. So you can kind of get an idea of what this feels like and looks like. But um, oftentimes when the ancestors are standoffish, it's either one to teach and lead by wisdom. So they are teaching you something in that experience or two, they're not elevated ancestors. And that's a really important part two. They're not being elevated is a really important thing because people will go and do ancestor altars or ancestral reverence or ancestor offerings and all these things being like, I elevate all my ancestors or only want to call forth my grandmother. But those might not be the most loving, the most restful, the most elevated, the most like evolved, the most have rested and let go of their worldly experiences. So you're essentially calling in energy that hasn't transmuted. It hasn't rested. So whatever that person experienced in their lived life, however they transition, sometimes that's how they are in death, right? So if I'm looking on, for example, a pattern, and this is a real life example of my own, looking at my lack of commitment, which clearly that's changed, but <laughs> my lack of commitment with men in the past, I had to look in my maternal lineage, like, oh my goodness, all of the women actually had this issue. Even though it looked different, we were all were avoiding full and true open-hearted commitment. What's up with that? And so if I called on my grandmother who passed away in 2015, she would not be able to assist me in that, right? She might have some words of wisdom 
But how many times have we all had a living person be like, girl, this is what you need to do. But meanwhile, they over, don't smoke cigarettes, but they own the power. It's like puffing away, you know, <laughs> you know, not, <laughs> no, it's like, you can give me that information, that wisdom, that reading, but are you going to help us embody and heal this out of the lineage? So I can be a living representative of being healed and changed and transformed right? That's what we're going for. Not just the advice of the reading, but the true transformation. So the older ancestors further back can assist the whole lineage in that kind of healing work. Mm, yeah. That's so beautiful. And I love that piece of you kind of already having to be self-aware in your issues before even taking that step to call on your ancestors. It's like, you can't just go to your ancestors and with a blank slate, it's like, mm, do the work first and try to understand your triggers and then seek context around them. Yeah. In this modality and the way that I teach it, yes, it does require a level of self-awareness, which is why, you know, people usually come and work with me after they've been on some retreats, they've done some coaching, they've read some books, they've done some, you know, immersions, they've been like, you know, journaling and going to therapy and they're like, hmm, actually I noticed something. But I'll be honest with you, there's some people who find me on the internet and they're just like, listen, I just felt called. So I'm going to jump in and see where I'm guided. And that's completely fine too. But I will say, hold on, there's an important point. You said awareness, live. And what else did you say? It's really important to say this one. What else did you say before that? Um, Self-awareness. Oh, the answer. No, it's not that. Mm. See if you can repeat back what you said to me. I was saying that it's really beautiful that you are self-aware in yourself enough to then call on to the ancestors. You can't go with a blank slate. Um, I also talked about trusting. Yes, there we go. So I just want to say that's another point of differentiation in this modality, because you're looking at what are the generational patterns? What's actually the core ancestral wound and how are all the ways of this manifesting in my life? Right. And so there's um, a three-part series that we'll, I'll make sure you guys have the link to that's really great. It's called break the pattern and level up. And it's three days of me teaching you how to connect with your ancestor, ancestral guide, how to identify the actual generational pattern. Cause we often look at the symptom and call the symptom, the pattern, like, oh, all of us got divorced before we were 10 years, you know, 10 years married. Like that's a symptom that has occurred over generations that has a core ancestral wound right? So if you haven't fully had some self-awareness, there are some tools that'll, you know, help guide you, but I do find that it's a little bit more easeful. Mm. <laughs> you come with some awareness and it also is, you know, if you go and get a reading with your ancestors, they'll give you the quick answers, right? That's okay. where reading works. And I don't do readings. Like they have their own, you know, place Practice. in this so that's helpful. You'll get the reading, you get the information. They'll tell you what to do. But when we're talking about the whole lineage changing through my life or what I want to leave in the future, that's what I, I specialize in. Beautiful. Mm. I, I love that because it, it's opening ourselves to, to enter into this conversation with non-judgment too. You know, some people might be listening to me like, this is the most woo-woo episode I've ever heard Liv and Lex talk about. And we're like, and that's okay. You know, let's, let's be non-judgmental in that, in building the community that we're so rooted and committed to that is living in alignment, that is focused on building community that will sustain our liberation past these very structural components of our culture. 
we want to make sure everybody has the tools and that if this episode is landing, I loved because even before we got started, Ash offered us like, let's lean into the discomfort. And y'all know Liv and I have been talking about that. That's where our growing edge is. And to be curious and non-judgmental to this conversation, because it probably is stoking things in our spirit and energy that we might not have felt. Like I when I talk about, you know, spiritual things tend to get really tingly all over my body, which is a very somatic response because your girl's got work to do. Okay. You know what I mean? And that's my journey. And this is very vulnerable for a lot of people. So I'm just, if people are kind of leaving, already being stoked with questions and curiosities about this, I'm just going to encourage them to lean into that. And if this is really resonating, knowing that there's a wealth of tools that Ash is offering to continue that curiosity, to like continue into that learning, because this isn't just a read the book and we're done. And, and that's what we've been talking about with flow. This isn't just, you know, we've often see flow as just a state of being and you're in it and then you're out. And we're like, actually, we think that this is one of those tools, one of those, um, you know, methods that can get us to this level, you know, leveled community and, and sense of awareness. So I just wanted to call that into the space for people because I know I have a, a, I'm, as we're listening, y'all, I've been doing ancestral healing. I didn't even know it for a while. And yeah. I'm really sitting here being like, oh yeah, I, you know, Resma, uh, Resma's work in my grandma, grandmother's hand had me calling up ancestors that did not want to be called. And that made me real all the time. So I ain't doing this no more. Um, so you like, this is really real y'all. <laughs> I have a white grandmother that she was like, yeah, I'm not the one nor the two. <laughs> like, okay. Try again later. So I just, I feel really like this is a really grounding conversation. I know that's not it for everybody, but I just want to open up in a non-judgmental way, everybody into this conversation to just be curious about whatever it's stoking in your body and in your spirit and in your mind um, and, and kind of just holding that collectively. Yeah, please. Oh, this is just so juicy. And what a blessing to guide us into that, Lexi. Like, thank you for modeling that and you both being a steward to the community and for us, for that experience and that invitation, like how just beautiful, like I felt so big sistered and I'm like <laughs> here for it, so lovely. And I wanna make a couple points about that because one of the other misconceptions to go back to one of your earlier um, questions is thinking that this is too hard or it's gonna be too scary or too heavy. And that's not true. When you do whole lineage healing, it's about all of the ancestors taking responsibility for what they experience that is still vibrating through your life and your lineage, right? It's not you to be crying their tears or seeing whatever happened in their life. It's not that experience at all. In fact, a lot of people experience life becoming easier. They can actually have a more regulated life. They can use some of these scientifically proven methods because the energy has shifted for them. So I just want to tell people this method is to alleviate and to empower. It doesn't, it doesn't make it heavy. And also sometimes people think that they're not, they're not capable of it. Like, oh, I'm, I'm very right brain or I'm left brain and I'm not spiritual and I can't do that, but it truly is your birthright. And it awakens your own intuition and your own spiritual practice through by through doing it. And so those of us who are of African descent, us black folks, this is a huge, like coming home, because if we look at this historically, 
we were ripped away from our spiritual practices and told that they were demonized, right? In order to enslave us and to control us and to extract from us in this country and in other areas of the diaspora. And then we leaned into knowledge and the mental gate in order to survive and to take on. So a lot of us, especially women and feminine identifying queers and, and yes, fems, that's the word I want to use. We're just so excited that we're saying this. Great. Um, we're leading with that aspect of our experience, not knowing how much we need to reclaim in our spirituality and our sensitivity. Right. And so what I've learned about this method that still just is incredible. There's so much healing that happens in our relationship with the opposite sex and opposite genders and other genders and othering, and also in balancing our creational energy that we're operating with two energies. And so um, if you do feel like you're either more left brain or more right brain, or you haven't been accepted in a certain way, when you do this work, you will, you will, that relationship will completely, completely change. And the medicine and what's revealed to you for the healing is unique to your lineage. So this is a very important point to make and I'll pass it over to you ladies because I know I'm going a little bit longer on this one, but you know, I, I kind of roll my eyes as I think anyone who's passionate about what they do. So don't judge me, but this is just my human moment of being like a little bit of a prickly one. When I see people who are like, can I get a ritual? Like, can you tell me how to, and I'm like, this is why you want to do ancestral healing work because what's a protection or what will help you sleep or what will help you feel empowered or what will, whatever medicine you need, healing your relationship with men or whatever, going after what you want, your voice, whatever it might be. The antidote for that pattern to change into what you want it to be is unique to you, right? You don't have to light a candle and see something on Instagram, you know, or Pinterest and try to use it when that might not be what resonates for you and your people. And I've seen that in my mastermind, there would be ladies who are going through a similar thing, different narratives, healing a similar wound, but the medicine from their ancestors were completely different. And that's something that you get to cherish. I've had women who started scrapbooks who were able to create new traditions and artifacts that she can now pass down in her family because of doing this work. And that's amazing. That's so dope. And it's really about this, not one size fits all. Like we are all unique beings and to honor methods that work for you and kind of back to Lexi's point before, it's like, there's just so much information out there. And I really like how it all comes down to a specialized mode of this is what you should do. Like, this isn't necessarily like an Instagram, like you look at these four tips on social media and then like all of a sudden it just clicks. Um, and so I really appreciate you for sharing that. Thank you. And honestly, Ash, we could like talk to you all freaking day long. Like there's still so many questions that I have and that Lexi has, but to honor your time, we love to ask our guests, what does flow mean to you? And then the last question is going to be what projects do you have happening right now? Where can people find you? Mm. Flow to me. Oh my goodness. The first word that comes up is just balance. I think about my paternal lineages, both father's fathers and father's mothers and my maternal lineage, mother's mothers and mother's fathers, um, being in harmony through me, 
and that I know when to be on my, my throne and like holding a standard and showing up in the world in a way, and also how to be a student and on the ground with my hands dirty and just being a multi-faceted dynamic person like that, that's flow to me. Yeah. Thank you for asking that. I love that question. <laughs> Multifaceted is just the wave. Okay. Like, I love that. I love your answer. And what projects do you have going on right now? Like, where can people find you? Great question. So this is my first time telling you one of this. So if you're <gasps> loving this episode and you're like, oh my God, Ash, please don't be disappointed with what I'm going to tell you. This work is changing. And so mm. I'm actually putting all of my work from 2017 to 2023, this first quarter, all on sale in a vault. So if this work calls you, I am recording some supplemental pieces so that you can come and explore and do this work at a pace that works for you and still have a community to ask questions. So if you're interested in that, make sure you definitely get on my email list and um, have access to it because I'm evolving and there's some new things that spirit in my heart wants to bring to the world. Um, but if you're interested in joining and exploring ancestral healing right away, ancestral healing space membership is for you. It's the beta version of the thing that I just described. <laughs> so it's a nice intimate community. You can come month to month and just explore this and be in community and be witness and loved up on and all that good stuff. So all the other projects are TBD. You'll see them unrolling, but uh, you're seeing your girl in evolution right now. <laughs> I am obsessed and I am going to check out the membership as well. Like this has been so educational. Mm -hmm. You have such a calming energy and you know, you have such a healing energy. So thank you so much for bringing that into this space. And we're just so grateful that we get to share you with our community. Thank you both for having me and just being so generous with your time and your questions and making me feel so at home. I feel so connected to you too. And I'm sending love to everyone who's listening, who finds us. May you continue to be a blessing in your lineage through your life. We receive that. We receive that. And folks, we'll see you next week. With that, peace, love, blessings. Bye, y'all. All right, that wraps up our episode this week. We'd really appreciate if y'all could rate us on Apple and Spotify as it really helps grow our BGF tribe and support our podcast. As always, the conversation continues on Instagram and TikTok. So connect with us there if you want to join in on all the key keys. With that said, we will see y'all next time. Rest well, folks.